floor here at HR Tech. It's me, Brian Fink. I'm joined by Shelly Steckrell, and we are coming to you live from Olio's podcasting booth on the floor at HR Tech in Las Vegas. We are super excited today because we are joined by KJ, the CEO of Jovio, and we're also joined by his head of customer success and marketing, Shazad. Welcome to the big show, guys. How are you today? Great, guys. How are you doing? Outstanding. I like that. Outstanding. That I like that energy. That is going to be contagious. So real quick, to go ahead and get our conversation started, one of the questions that we talked about, like, you know, we were just kind of getting to know each other a little bit better, is we wanted to know a little bit about what you see as the big trend coming down the pipeline to ensure that candidates have a great experience. Any thoughts? So, uh, you know, there are many things that can be there, right? So I'll just pick one, and one that has uh, caught the attention of the entire talent acquisition professional network is, uh, is the job description, right? Oh, yeah. That's a place a candidate jumps off into an action of application. And that has been an oft-ignored place. Uh, it is not diversity-friendly, it's not gender-neutral, job descriptions are often too long or too small. I, I agree with that. I agree with both those statements. <laughs> to distinguish here, we're talking about the job posting. Yes. Not the job description, the job posting. So job description and job title are part of the job posting. Yeah. So the job postings, you're finding them too long. Too long, too small, too Or short. too small, okay. Yeah. And, and just not the right. It doesn't represent the company's employer brand effectively. And uh, with the chat GPT-4 that's coming in, right, there's a lot of intelligence that's got built in on how to write it in the right way. And incorporating that would make a meaningful difference to the experience, the first impression a candidate makes about the prospective employer they're talking about. And about that first experience, how do you and your team make sure that candidates have that good first experience when they come into contact with a brand? Great question. Is it our problem to solve? Not really, but can we solve it? Yes. This is truly a, a thing that requires a massive change in management in the entire talent acquisition ecosystem where the practitioners, the recruiters, the hiring managers have to know how to write a good job description and that's Mount Everest. You know, you can try it, 99.99% of the company uh, will never get to that. Writing is hard. Writing is hard, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you tell me about it, I suck at it. But that being said... Write every day. Write every day. It's a muscle that you've got to exercise. Doesn't get You're easier. in marketing. You know hard. this. But, you know, people aren't like that, right? We have to uh, serve the masses. So what we do is we are the people responsible for distributing those jobs to the job boards. Mm -hmm. We are the last point where you can make any change. So we take it upon ourselves to say, let us augment job descriptions and the job titles, right? I've seen someone writing a job title as senior product leader. Who searches a senior product leader? Yeah, nobody, right? Yeah. Uh, I've seen job descriptions which are 1,200 characters and still does not talk about the company and the culture and the benefits. It just keeps on going on and on and on, on. So let's, we take it upon ourselves to say, we have the AI, right? And it's not just we, the world has the AI. It's there for everybody, use it. Deliver to it. Show the difference, have a meaningful impact. Show the conversion improvement down the funnel application completion, and you know what, what we have noticed is, with the right job description, what you attract are quality candidates. Because the people who are desperate and active, they won't really care what the job description they'll is. They'll apply for everything. No, they'll apply for right. it, yeah. Right. So, so you, you see there's a down the funnel, long term upliftment, the, the talent acquisition practitioners see as a result of that. That's just my two cents. 
And I think just to add to that, um, I mean, ultimately, everything in our space is about the candidate. Right? It should be. It should um, be. And, and, and you put the candidate front and center. I, I think all the conversation around AI and diversity and inclusion and, and uh, you know, candidate rediscovery, ultimately, um, the, the experience that you're giving to the candidate right from the job posting and the description itself, um, all the way to uh, making sure that the candidate is applying to the right job and even if they're not, uh, matching their skills to those job descriptions um, is, is where it's all going. You know, I was, I was talking to uh, one of the thought leaders and one of the you know, great minds in the industry who is a practitioner. And uh, he said that of all the people they hired, 50% of those never applied to the job they got hired for. Now, could you not just change the candidate experience a little bit? And then Did they apply to another job or they just didn't apply? No, they applied to another job. Uh -huh. They got hired for another job. Now, this company was smart enough to find that candidate and put him the Price right job. Number. But now, think about it, right? Yeah. Candidate experience, AI. Could we not match the right job to the right person and say, hey, this is the job you have the highest likelihood of getting hired? Right at the point a person is going to start to apply to the process or at the end of the apply process and say, this is what we do. And we have seen that about 70% um, conversions, and I'm talking about compared to about 7 to 10% conversions, right? At the, if a candidate is not right for the job, 70% more conversions that happen because the candidate has actually applied to the right job. That kind of goes with the statistic this company was giving us. Sure, sure. And I, and I think I can understand that by letting people feel their purpose and their goodness of fit and things that go into that nature. As we talk about goodness of fit, what do you, and, and candidate experience, you've mentioned generative AI and, and that's come up. Do you think that candidates are using generative AI to apply to jobs? And if so, what's the repercussions to recruiters? I think that's that's an excellent question. Uh, there's uh, and, and it, it, it leads to further questions about the authenticity uh, of the candidate and how they present themselves, um, you know, as they talk to employers. Um, yes, candidates are using AI to create resumes, uh, and they are using AI to, uh, you know, create responses to standard questions that employers are asking. And I, I think as we move forward as an industry. It's, it's going to become more and more challenging to distinguish um, you know, uh, the, 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 the authentic nature of the candidate from what, what's come out of a chat GPT. However, uh, there can be ways to do that. Um, you know, um, with, with technologies that allow for deeper real-time assessments, um, you know, video interviewing, things like that, as we start baking those into uh, talent sourcing processes, um, integrating them into recruitment marketing platforms, you know, the change will happen. You know, one interesting thought, right? We have four people sitting on this table. Mm -hmm. They look different. Now, have you seen Star Wars and all these uh, Where soldiers? is Ryan Leary when we're talking about Star So, real quick, I'm for those of you who are, who are just tuning in, Ryan has never seen Star Wars, and it makes my skin crawl. And he makes fun <laughs> of Jawas and Ewoks. He talks about them like in intermingling terms. And I, I, I please Every, continue your example about Star Wars. I am so glad that you are here for this. <laughs> Every weekend, me and my kids have to watch a Star Wars movie. So uh, every soldier out there looks exactly the same. The stormtroopers. Storm the clone troopers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody the clone the troopers. Are you, do you want your candidates to look exactly the same? No personality, no character, everybody's AI-driven robot? No. What AI can do is, can give you a lot of meat, 
but the spice, the character to your application, what you write has to be yours. So use AI to augment, and candidates do not understand that. They're trying to do a lot of it, and everybody's going to look like a cookie cutter. I just had a very creepy thought. So the interview questions are being designed by the chatbot, <laughs> and the candidate is using the chatbot to answer the questions. So we have chatbots answering chatbots. Who's paying attention to what's actually you know, happening between them? Like the chatbot is asking the questions, and the chatbot's answering <laughs> yeah, the questions. It's, it's, it's kind of like you, you, you build a wall, and, and somebody's coming up with a ladder, right? And then you build a bigger wall, right. and somebody's coming up with a bigger ladder. So, so that, that thing that we've seen in spaces like cybersecurity, I, I think that, that's going to come up here. And Why hire anybody? Let the chatbot hire a chatbot. That's right. <laughs> True that. Well. Gentlemen, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Shally and I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for sharing the story a little bit about what the team at Jovio is up to and your thoughts on generative AI and the Canadian experience. I hope that you'll have an excellent rest of the, uh, of the convention. I want to give a shout out to Olio for sponsoring us today. Y'all have a great afternoon and tune in to the next episode. Thanks so much.